Today is March 6th. We've had a week full of baseball games. No, these games still don't matter, but it's fun to watch baseball. So let's do the thing where we talk about what we watched this week. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I am joined, as always, by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? Finishing my vanilla cream for the night. There you go. Little cream soda. It's almost gone. Yeah. And, you know, recording a podcast. Interesting. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I uh, I watched that game. Uh, you know what I could see of it. It was uh, fast forward, so I had to watch it like in half speed just so I could actually enjoy some baseball today. And then I sat up. <laughs> was that too much? Did I go there too soon? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I sat down in my sunroom and watched the sunset and just let things slow down there a little bit. How's your day? Oh, not too bad. Got, you know, punched in the face by my pastor this morning, but that's fine. <laughs> a little gut check. A little gut check. Not really. Not that I mean, he was on a screen, so. <laughs> Reality check. Yeah, I get it. So spring training is, I know we, we said spring training is here last week, but like for real now, like we've had a full week. We're nine games in. Pirates have a record. I don't even know what it is. I'm I, I'm a hundred percent honest. I don't even know. No, I don't. Couldn't I don't even guess. Either. No, you couldn't because you would typically say something that would equal to nine, but it doesn't. <laughs> right? Because we've right. tied a couple times, so this doesn't even equal that. So it's fun to watch baseball. We have had a full week with. The pitch clock. Maybe we'll get into that. That is one of those things today that I said that we will get to it if we have time. Um, I would love to talk about it. So we'll see how we move. <laughs> because I have, uh, I am uh, criticized heavily for being, for not really taking a stance one way or another on a lot of things. I can do real good at riding the middle of the ground. <laughs> like I, I love living there where I'm like, I see both sides, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm not just riding the middle here. Like I'm literally going back and forth between the two. I'm not yeah. just hovering. Yeah. Uh, on whether or not I like it or not. That's, that's where I'm at. I think or, a lot of people are like that though. Yeah. And I feel like the people who aren't are really, I feel like they stretch a little bit. You're allowed to like things and dislike things about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's some people who say, yeah, but I'm willing to trade that off. Like, that's reasonable. But the ones that go all in, I'm like, no, you don't like games ending on an automatic strike. Don't pretend like you are you do just because you want to like everything. I said we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, we might talk about it. Right. This isn't us talking about it. Um, so, I have a little... I have a little bell up here. I think I'm going to start dinging you when, when you get to a certain point. When I ramble. <laughs> that's what I do. I ramble. 
Sometimes. Manny Machado signed a great big giant deal this week on top yeah. of his great big giant deal that he already had. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's it rubbed me the wrong way come on man you, that's selfish I get it and then so we had this you know conversation I like the way that you still brought it exactly the way that you did you you signed a contract with an opt-out clause in the contract so I'm kind of like I get it it's there it exists but yeah I, I just don't see I don't if you were going to stay there Mm-hmm. I, I that's where I'm kind of like I you had five more years there. Did you need eleven more? <laughs> right. He and added it's, it's, six years to his deal, and I mean they either are the the they're either convinced the world's going to end before those guys get to their forties, <laughs> or they're going to do the Eric Hosmer like we'll still pay for you, but you can play for somebody else. There's no way they keep all these guys in their forties. I mean, they, they could always offload it the way that they. Uh... The Mets did the Bonilla deal. I think that would have already been signed. Right? I guess you could read, you no, could restructure no, anything. A, so the whole I looked it up one day because I was just because I wanted to fact check, make sure I was using the right number to somebody, and it was an opt out. It was a they were letting him go. They were buying him out, and instead of paying him, which it was a stupid deal on the Mets part. I mean, it really was. Yeah, because they could have bought him out for like eight million, and instead they're paying him like thirty million because they're paying him a right. Million year for 30 years but they couldn't have done eight million at the point at the time it would have been an absurd amount yeah whatever it was yeah it was like it was i think it was like four or five something like that either but way yeah i mean as it didn't make any sense like what he's a genius <laughs> <laughs> that's it. crazy man so anyway i'd say i mean they're still gonna have to do that with so many players at this point and they're like we're still talking with soto mm-hmm. what are you doing yeah it's crazy, know. man. Listen, uh, if they win two World Series with this core, I'll give it to you. One, no, waste of money. You could have done that. You could have done that without Machado, without one of them at least. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you could have. Yeah. 100% mm-hmm. you could have. Anyway, um, moving on. Right now is always the you know first week of spring training. We're always looking for... Who's coming in, typically pitchers, and who's getting like who's gonna get the unfortunate end of things where they're they're too soon to things and they end up getting hurt. Um and that uh turns out being Tyler Glass now to keep it close to home here. Um what oblique six to eight weeks, is that what you said? Yeah. Six to eight weeks. Yeah. Six to eight. So like this is very critical, and I know I, I try not to be negative about a lot of things, but um, Tyler Glass now will be hurt or he won't be good. Uh, that's just the way it's going to go with Tyler Glass now. Whether it's his tall, lanky build or whether it's just the fact that, like, in order for him to not, in order for him to excel, everything has to be 100%. And that's yeah. not sustainable. Right. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but I mean, you kind of see this coming from him. Mm-hmm. Also, Joe Musgrove, this is, uh, this is one of the bizarre ones drops, a was it a kettlebell? He dropped on his toe, broke his toe. Oh yeah. He's out for Forgot a little while. 
Um, and then this isn't close to home other than the fact that like Gavin Lux should be playing for the Pirates and he's not. But that injury to Gavin Lux was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, that that was a freak freak thing and it's just that that's sucks when you got a guy saying i should have just wore that ball in the face mm-hmm. instead of try to get out of the way and it's like well obviously it's not true but like that's how he feels mm-hmm. you finally get an opportunity Corey seager and then when they don't have Corey seager it's trey turner and you're like when am i gonna get my chance you know what i mean yeah um and you know you could make the case that like the trey turner piece was the the part of like oh you got trey turner because you're the dodgers you know what i mean yeah. Even though it was a trade and they had to give up good pieces to do it, you still could do it, right? Right. And then your homegrown guy, Gavin Lux, kind of gets pushed aside. Now he gets his opportunity. And by the way, the reason I say he should be here is because that's the guy we were asking for, uh, for Felipe Rivero. Yeah. That they said no thanks, and then we got what we got <laughs> by keeping him. So wish that would have worked out. Yep. And maybe he would be better because he wouldn't have been blocked for all those for all that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, things like that, it just sucks when it happens. Uh, we haven't had that. Boy, we had a scare today with, uh, I mean, not quite to that extent, but with McCutcheon getting hit in the hand, um, you know, a little bit of a scare. But we're holding our breath a little bit for Harley and Garcia. As we go into the week and, you know, the guys and, and spring training and everything, let's let's get into everything. Um, but we, let's go ahead and start with Harleen Garcia. Um, comes out of the game today, Sunday, or what? No, Saturday. No, it was Saturday. It was yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't today's game. Um, came out of the game, left arm tightness is what they're marking that as. Looking for my note here. Here it is. Um, he's having an MRI Monday, and that's all we know. So we know that arm tightness is code for we're looking at it, nothing to report. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. Um, it's, it's funny because you're like, oh, no, left arm. That's what they said about so-and-so, and he missed half the year. Sure, but they've also said that about everyone else who didn't even miss a start. You know what I mean? Like, that's just code word for we're not telling you anything. Mm-hmm. So you you don't remember when they say that about the guy who misses maybe a start, you know what I mean? Or for a relief right. pitcher, like he just doesn't pitch for a week. You don't remember that, but you remember it for the guy who had to go get Tommy Johns afterwards, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Or shoulder surgery or something like that. So that's what you're holding your breath for. And the reason I say holding your breath is like we brought this guy in and like we don't have well, our only other lefty reliever on the 40-man is a rule five pick. And I'm not sure that's what you want to go into the season with. Like you just, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Rule five pick. I'm not sure that's at some point you're going to have to throw a lefty in the eighth inning. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying he doesn't have it, but I just, I'm not sure that you know that yet. Right. And so to just rely on one guy there, I mean, you could say, well, that opens a door for maybe some of these guys that we've even said they're not making the team, whether that's, um, Yuri De Los Santos or Dowry Moretta or um, I don't have the list. Actually, I have the, the roster up over here. But, you know, that list of guys who we think could be on the outside looking in. I mean, shoot, Johan Ramirez, that's the other one. Johan Ramirez, Colin Holderman, all those guys have options, right? And so when we did our math, they're not all going to be there. Right. 
especially if Johan Oviedo is there. And um, if you've looked at the schedule for April, and I think I said this last week, it's very possible they go with a six-man rotation in April. Usually April's like, oh, you get days off. Like this year, we have, they have two days off in April. <laughs> and so a six-man rotation is very possible. Yeah, and that's not that's not a thing that just, just the Pirates are doing either. That's There's multiple teams out there looking at going in a six-man rotation to start the year. Does a lot of, do a lot of teams not have days? Is it similar? I mean, I would assume a lot of them I mean, would be. But I've been watching the the spring stuff on MLB Network or going around the league. Yeah. And there's been, I, I can't remember all the clubs exactly who they were, but I, there's been multiple clubs that said, you know, they're, they're considering that six-man rotation to start the year. Well, I mean, I think it's the, a... Uh, they're calling it the grueling April. Yeah, I mean, it's there. But also, on top of that, I think this pitch clock is going to make guys fatigue a lot faster. Are we not? Are we talking about it again? Listen, we are. We are always going to be talking about it. It is part of the game. And I think it's changing the game in a way that um, maybe we didn't realize. But to, to stay on Harleen Garcia, like, <laughs> you know what? The most unfortunate piece of this is that he comes out of a game on Saturday, which is the same day that Will Smith signs with Texas for $1.5 million for a year. And Brad Hand signs with Colorado for $2 million on Saturday. So there's there's no pivot. Like, they could go sign Stephen Brault. There's no, like, if he's hurt, we know our cast. We know our cast. Uh, did I write him down? I thought I wrote him down here. I didn't. I just said the NRI pool, which is a great move on my part because then I have to look it up. <laughs> Angel Perdomo, Caleb Smith, Daniel Zamora, and Rob Zestrizny. We're looking at those guys and saying who's going to step up and be that guy who... And now you're talking about a 40-man move? Come on, Tony Watson was in the booth today. Bring him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. He, he's been out for two years. Did he not pitch? He pitched a little bit last year, didn't he? I don't think so. Because he was in the booth. He was talking about last year being his first summer in Florida. Okay. Where, where he lives. I thought he... I thought he... Uh, I thought he actually retired... This year, because he said the the lockout and everything last year. Anyway, that doesn't matter. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was good to it was good to see Tony Watson though. Yeah, and hear from him and all that good stuff. But anyway, it, there's no pivot, man. Like one of these guys will step up if he's hurt. Um, you know the question the, the somebody mentioned today on Twitter like no word on on whether or not he'll play in the WBC yet. First off. Let's see what the MRI says. Right. That Before you say anything, they're going to wait for that MRI. Because this may be a non-issue. Right. If he's hurt, he's not going to the WBC. Right. We don't even have to have this conversation. Otherwise, if he's not, he's still not going to the WBC, in my opinion. Well, they the the Blue Jays just uh, scratched Vladdy. He's not going now. Yeah. Because he left the game with... With something, but I didn't read the report. Did the Blue Jays scratch him or did he just scratch him? I guess I'm not 100% positive on that, but if I'm a player and I do have something, I have a responsibility to be available for the Blue Jays this season. The last thing I'm going to do is go to the WBC and risk that, right? Right. That's your responsibility. You signed a contract to to play for that team. 
um, you know, WBC is what it is for people and, and that's fine. Um, but it is exhibition games and it's a cool thing that, that teams allow you to do. Like that's not, that's the one thing I think is misunderstood. Like you go to your team and you say, can I do this? Basically it's, I mean, sure. You might go about it a different way, but that's essentially what's happening. Like they don't have to. Yeah. Everybody who goes to the WBC from MLB, like that's like, oh, wow, their, their team's going to let them do that. In my opinion. And I know that some people treat it a different way. You can say what you want, you know, about how important it is for people. And I, and that's fine. Right. To each his own. Um, but if he's coming out of a game because of arm tightness, no, no, we're not, we're not going to play that game. Like you've got to be available for the season, especially when you're looking at a team like the pirates. I I mean, I, I'm not saying anything about those four pitchers we just named, but there's, they signed minor league contracts, right? So they're obviously, yeah, they weren't somebody you were looking forward to, to being on your team on opening day. Right. So I'd much rather have the guy that you were looking forward to having on your team on opening day. By the way, Vladdy withdrew. Okay, so there you go. See, that's the player making the choice. And I wouldn't be surprised if Harleen Garcia makes the same choice. Right. Much like Andrew McCutcheon today said, I got hit on the hand. Like, what What am I going to do in spring training? Like, what is the purpose of running here? Because he right. was hit by a pitch. Umps. Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> um, They had to say it hit the bat, right? No, they they said that he made an attempt at a swing. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm like, no, that's not even in the realm of possibilities. No, you had your back turned to the to the play and you made that up. Yeah. If you would have said it hit the bat, it was a foul ball, I'd be like, all right, there's no replay. He thought it hit the bat. He made the call. You have to stick with it. Well, they, they then the broadcast they never really did explain what the call was. Like Greg Brown and and uh, Wayner <laughs> didn't know what was. They, they're like, I don't know what's going on. No. <laughs> Of course they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move on from this. Um, Let's see what we get from Harleen Garcia. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully we hear good things. Uh, You know, he threw 22 pitches at 12 strikes. I mean, there's clearly something was wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about what happened before the injury, right? Because what it looks like is the injury was happening from the time he took the mound. (laughs) So, I mean, like, I don't care about the scores of these games. I don't care, like, what happened and how we got through these. Um, but let's talk about a couple things here um, that we saw this week. What, what what are you looking at? What are you – what's kind of sticking out? I know pitching is kind of weird because, like, it's easy to say, like, well, pitching's ahead. Because it is. They're, they're ahead. But at the same time, sometimes they're working on stuff. So right. sometimes it's like, well, you know, I was trying this new thing. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well, yeah i mean you you heard brubaker i mean you brought this up i mean he says oh i felt good about the first outing we're like it didn't look great at first but literally yeah. all they're going is by feel like yeah my body feels good i don't care what happens right now my body feels good yeah first cool. outing he got hit real hard and then he settled in i would have much rather have heard him just say that like ah yeah, yeah. i didn't get the results i wanted early but then you know we settled in and got it got our control underway instead he was just like felt great and i'm like no (laughs) but then and so when i first heard that this was early right this is monday game two and i'm like i don't like that but then the more you get through the week the more you remember oh yeah because it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah of course i mean if he felt good he felt good 
he knew he was yeah. going to miss location. Yeah. I mean, your first time in there with, with hitters in the box. I mean, I don't, well, I mean, other, other than Sim, like, I'm sure they were throwing to hitters, but yeah, but that's different. different. Than, that's yeah, way different. Yeah. Getting out there on the mound. Throw, I mean, you're, you're, you expect first time out to be a little, you gotta, you gotta knock everything loose a little bit. Yeah. And, and, uh, to be fair, like, Brubaker's swing and miss is still there. Yeah. I, I really think, um, you know, depending on how this season goes, like he is a potential bullpen guy for sure. Before I'd give up on him, I think I'd try him in the bullpen because of that swing and miss. I really do think so. Because if he could cut everything but the fastball slider out or the sinker slider, however you, you know, whatever he's, he's got going there. I mean, it's there, man. Like he gets a lot of swing and miss, especially on the slider. And as a reliever, you only need two pitches. And he could be really good, even though I just I've never really seen him that way. The the more you look at it, the more you're like, yeah, dude, I could see that. And before I would give up on him, I I would try that. I I mean, I can see what you're saying, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be one of these young guys coming up and taking the rotation spot, right? And it's gonna be like, hey, Brew, we're gonna put you out in the bullpen. We're gonna take your swing and miss, and we're gonna put it out in the bullpen. He's got to be struggling in other ways, though, or else he's not the guy to be moved. If he's, I mean, if he's if he's doing great, I think it's a good problem to have. You're just not gonna, they'll just not bring up a young guy. That's how they'll handle that. <laughs> well, yeah, but but still, I just look. I'm I'm looking at him to have a pretty good year this year. Okay. Um, the other guy I'm looking to have a good year is Colin Holderman. We've been hearing about it, and and we talked about it early where we said Colin Holderman. Still has options. I just don't see him making this team. And then we've had some people say, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so I, mean, and so yeah, I opened it up. I, I said, all right, I'll pay attention. And here I am. And, and here you are. What do you got? I mean, he's throwing 97, 98 with movement. He's getting weak contact. His stuff just looks good, man. He got some, I mean, he he's putting the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had two balls hit real hard today, but they're just beat right into the ground. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, you know, he walks out of that knowing, like, that's what I expect to see. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like, dang it, I missed. No, he didn't. Like, that's what he, that's, that was his goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, so good. It does look good. And everyone that you hear from outside of games who are, who are getting an opportunity to watch, they're writing his name down. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, goes to show it can click at any time. Things can happen. We just talked about those four lefties. Yeah. If something I mean, clicks with one of those guys, I mean, they've been they've all been in the league. They've all had cups yeah. of coffee. Caleb Smith a little bit more than a cup of coffee. It's Yeah, it, and these these relief pitchers, I mean, you never know. A, a lot of times I I look at relief pitchers as let's catch that lightning in a bottle because mm-hmm. they can have two outstanding years fall off the face of the earth five years later you're like didn't he used to wasn't he and he, he figured something else out yeah and it, it's the way a lot of these relief pitchers they're, they're not always good their whole career and they're not some of them like Sestrisny, when we were looking at him he's, he's like 30 years old but you just never know when it's going to click yeah um just trying to think of what else we were looking at so travis swaggerty i know you know we're kind of talking about him he is you know, 
there's at least something there. It's uh, it's maybe not he's hitting the ball hard. He had that throw. Uh, he had to throw from center field to get the runner at home, which uh, has probably been – it's been a week of baseball, right? It's been one week. Mm-hmm. So at the one-week mark, I mean, that throw from center field to get the guy at home is probably the most impressive play I've seen this spring so far. As far as like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, we're still waiting for somebody to kind of like for somebody to jump up and say, let's talk about this guy. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet, but it's been one week. Right. So how do you even expect to have a guy to talk about after one week? Cause if you are, you might be premature, which is why I say <laughs> like swaggerty might not be anything other than all right, I'm paying attention. But it's at least that. It's at least I'm paying attention yeah. because there is a spot available and he has every right to that spot as Cal Mitchell and Kanan Smith and Jigba and whoever else you want to put on that list. Yeah, and I, I just want to on that along those lines, it's just it's a it's nice to see that most of the guys on the team are something to talk about. We don't have <laughs> like even like I saw the Chavez Young and I I think I texted you I said this dude isn't terrible. Like he's not, it's not watching Anthony Alford. It's not watching some of these guys that we've had the past couple of years. And you're just like, what in the world? <laughs> this guy might make our team. Like, right. Yeah. And when you look at a guy like Chavez Young, there's no shot he's making the team. Right. And, no, and he still no, looks but, every bit as good as Anthony Alford did, who we knew was making the team. Yeah. But at least, at least I can look at a part point of Chavez Young game and I can say, Dude can go get the ball in the outfield. Like he can go get it. Sure. And he's athletic and and he's you know. a defensive guy. I mean, there's no way around that. Yeah. Um, but Swaggerty has at least shown that his name is still in the hat. Yeah. And I think when, that's important to see early on. Is um, you know, there's been some really hard hit balls on hits and outs. And I think that's the big thing because defensively we know he's he's going to be the best of the group mm-hmm. um which you're talking about cal mitchell maybe that's not all that much to say but um but he's going to be the best of the group so i don't know i think it's good he's put his name in the hat it's in there it's it, he's still available um speaking of putting your name in a hat um second base what do you got here so far Still, I mean, do we're I a have, weekend. No, I was going to see if I had a cricket sound effect because that's basically what we have oh. right now. <laughs> I was like, what happened with the recording? Nope. Yeah, the recording's up? fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, it's, you're, we're a weekend. There's just not a lot. I you're a weekend, but this is the one thing in most cases, and I'll say this because this, be this will be a topic of discussion probably every week is, is going to be second base because mm-hmm. not very often you go into spring and say, okay, this position is a battle. In the last few years, it's not really been a battle. It's been who's going to get it. Yeah. (laughs) But this is a real, like, I want somebody to show up and take this position. Yeah, and if I'm going off what people are saying, then Castro's the front runner because everyone's like, oh, this is a new look Castro. He's focused. He's locked in. But, like, okay. I mean, all I'm going to do is take your word for it at this point. I think if Castro doesn't change, like if he is what he is, and he doesn't take a step up, 
then you're going to end up with a 230-240 hitter with 25 home runs. And if he does that at second base, I'm very happy. The 25 home run part, right? I'm mm-hmm. not really happy of somebody hitting 230, but <laughs> um, but you, you see what I'm saying. Like, if he yeah. can give you passable defense at second base, which I believe he can, I think he's best at third, but if he can right. give you passable defense at second base where he makes some plays and you know that you're probably going to deal with some plays that he doesn't make and he can hit 25 home runs like he's still that's there's there's still value there and I think he's got that um if he takes a step up then that average comes up I don't think there's a whole lot I mean I could be completely wrong I don't even know that I'm not sure he's like a 30 homer guy right yeah but I think he's 20 to 25 I think I think if I think he's capable of a thirty homer season, but I don't think he's a thirty homer guy. I got you. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the year that it all clicks, right? Gets a few mm-hmm. extras. I could see that. But either way, um, I think that's the thing with with Castro for me right now is I I see that as a player, and I say I could I could go with that. The, the other guys, it, it's a little more of a. What do you have, right? If they hit light, neither one of them have the power to make up for it. Yeah. And and having speed to make up for hitting light doesn't work. Because <laughs> you got to be on base for it, right? Yeah. I think that uh, both of them maybe would be better defensively. I'm, I'm going off of you know, assumption with, with Bay. Uh, with Marcano, I've seen it. You know, I think defensively, I think he's the best of the group. And I think that he it could be very good, um, at least from what I've seen and, and whatnot. But Marcano is the one who made the news this week for striking out in 20 seconds. So, <laughs> yeah, full at bat, 20 seconds. And then walks off like, what just happened? Yeah, and th- <laughs> that was, if, that, if, if you get down 0-2 that quick, you better use your timeout, buddy. That's a good point. Use it. You're down <laughs> you 0-2. Uh, yeah. That was that was pretty quick. But either way, none of the three of them have jumped up and said, it's mine. And I would really hope that those three guys would have came into camp, especially Bay and Castro, because I feel like they've been the front runners the whole time. They should have came in like ready to go. I, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, Castro did it the Grand Slam early. Uh, but it's been a lot of not much since he did get two hits today. He's unfortunately he's hitting two thirty one right now, and that separates him from the pack. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And so, like this is it's turning into, or I'm not even say that because it's week one. This has the potential to turn into who gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of man, he came out and got it. He came out and won that spot, and he deserves it, and now I'm excited. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to see from second base. And we're going to keep talking about second base. I think that's that's the thing. I think that's the big one. I think the outfielder thing is like a – I think they'll all get a chance. Yeah. I think they will. But it's just really who breaks camp. But this second yeah. base thing is – because if Marcano and Bay don't get it, they still could break camp with the club as uh, that. Well, certainly two of these guys have a shot of making the, cause they're going to have to have backups in the infield. Right. And I think that 
Well, any of the three, although I don't really love Castro at short, any of the three can back up at shortstop too. So I would think that I would think that Castro makes the team regardless. It just matters whether he's a starter or a bench player. Yeah. And I like him as a bench player because of that pop. It's just not going to be 25 homers, right? It's going to be 12 to 15, mm-hmm. um, depending on how much he plays. But Bay and Marcano both can play outfield. And so it's still an option for them. Yeah. But man, Bay is, it's week one. It's week one. <laughs> I, yeah. Bagara's striking the ball well. Yeah. Do you, uh, he doesn't have a shot to make the team. Yeah. But, I just, there's a lot there that he, he still has to work on. But yeah, yeah he's at over 300 if you care about a batting average after one week. <laughs> if you care, <laughs> we're, we're, we, we're, I'm saying them. That doesn't mean that I care about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you had one more, and then I have one more guy that we just want to bring up and maybe say a little bit about, and then we can move on to our next deal. Sure. Uh, Jack Solinsky, I mean, he's got to get this K situation under control. I mean, he's got seven strikeouts already. Seven. He's at 12 at bats. Yeah. And this is, uh, week one. It's, well, that's fair too. Yeah. It's week one. (laughs) We have to keep saying that because it does matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Connor Joe's hitting 375 right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's week one. Let's see how yeah. this plays out. But, I mean, there are still things you can take away. There are still things that you can look at and say, Jack Sawinski, if he gets his hit, if he gets a hit his next at bat, he's over 300. It's not like it's the end of the world, right? So it's not like he's this awful hitter. But those strikeouts, are if they start piling up, they become a, a bigger problem than just how, like... It becomes a bigger problem the way it used to be a big problem. Listen, there's no shift anymore. Put the ball in play. Yeah, I mean, it's for him, it's swing and miss. It's it's not even... I mean, we're not even talking on base percentage. Like, he's not even getting walked. It's not because, it's not because he's looking and getting behind. Like, it, there's a lot of swing and miss. Mm-hmm. So he he has a new batting at or batting average. He has a new batting stance. So there could be a little bit of that. There's a change in level. He's not crouched down a little bit. He's standing a little more up. He's a little more open. So th- there's there could be an adjustment there. Um, his swing path and his finish look the same. So I'm not really sure that there's a whole lot change there. But where it starts, if he's doing that so that he could hit the ball more often, well, it hadn't happened yet, but it might. <laughs> right. Um. He did hit two balls today, just absolutely. No, not today. He hit the hit the home run earlier in the week. The ball he hit 110 off the base of the wall today was. Oh, it was a shot. And it's really funny because you actually brought him up, but I did text you mm-hmm. and say, "Let's see if Swinsky, let's see if Jack Jack can hit the broadside of a barn this time." I said that just <laughs> like you know being funny, and then like, <laughs> and it was like two pitches later, and I think you or me just texted back, "Yep." He hit the broad broad side of that one. So that was pretty funny. Um, Yeah, I just have one more, and this is really just a quick note. It's not even really something I saw, but um, Alex Stumpf tweeted um, at some point this week that uh, Cody Bolton is going to be a reliever this year. He's kind of bounced back and forth. Um, And we had talked about this and said that he was a guy that we thought would be good moving to the bullpen and, you know, partially because of the the group that is starters and his, like, 
his path and the injuries and the whole deal that we thought this was a really good bullpen candidate. Um, when you looked at his numbers as a starter and his numbers as, as a reliever, obviously that plays into it as well. And that, apparently that's happening. He is moving to the bullpen. They want to see him as a reliever. And I, I'm excited about this. When I look at the potential of this bullpen and you start naming guys and you say Holderman and and um, and Yuri De Los Santos to name a couple, and I know Holderman's not quite young, but in his contract years he is, right? And then we say, you know, we've been critical of guys like Underwood and Stevenson and things like that, you know what I mean? But as they phase out and you start to look at some of these guys, I tell you, I've been impressed with Dowry, uh, Dowry Moretta. I've liked what I've seen from him. And mm-hmm. so when I start to see like a group like that and Cody Bolton in the mix and, you know what I mean, maybe one of these other guys, if this continues to happen, maybe it's just Brubaker, maybe Oviedo, you know, however this plays out, I see it that you could make a run for, you know, two or three years with a really good bullpen that when if you have injuries, you could be okay. The next guy for me is Kyle Nicholas. I think he is prime to be a bullpen guy. Um, but you know, as of right now, I think he's still a starter too. But I don't know, man. I like that move. And so I felt like yeah. it was worth saying. Um, I think I think we'll see him this year. Uh, I mean, he's a Rule 5 guy that wasn't picked up, and I I think we will see him this year. That's my... He's got a better chance now. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, even though there's a lot of relievers who have a chance to go up and down, I he does have a better chance. And we still don't know about Robert Stevenson. Like, right? We haven't seen him yet. He's still... He's still hurt. We don't know. Yeah. So we don't know how that's going to play out. So, all right, listen, we're going to roll. We're going to roll, guys. Um, follow us on all the socials, Bridge Number Two Bucktober. If you're watching this on YouTube, click the like button, subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, you know, we, we see the number of plays and downloads and everything, and sometimes it doesn't add up. So let's make it add up. All those good things. It helps us. It helps us, helps them push it to everybody else. Um, as far as the audio and everything. You know, do your thing. Spotify has rating. Give us a rating now. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving here. Um, I think I want to double down on it's spring training. It's week one. <laughs> I think I want to double down on this. Um, it's been nine games. We've essentially seen nothing. You know what I mean? We're not seeing guys. So uh, this was the moment where I was going to talk about Brubaker's comments that you've already brought up. Um, so this is good. Um, the fact that he he says that early on, and I say, oh, you know, I would have liked you to, to say it this way. And then you see some other people, and I was listening to, um, I knew I was going to forget. Why would I forget? Um, oh, my gosh. Buck's Dugout. Is it Buck's Dugout? Yes, Buck's Dugout uh, podcast, SB Nation. They had Jordy Mercer on. And I was listening to them talk um, about it, and this was this was on our this was on our things to talk about this week. <laughs> and they were saying, "What did you think of spring training?" And he's like, "I think it doesn't matter." <laughs> and he's just like, "I, that's how you act as a player. You're you're just trying to get right physically. You want to you want to try things. You want to see things. Basically, he's like, by the end of the month, sure, you'd like to be where you want to be." That's when you care about whether or not you're striking the ball well. That's where you care about those sort of things. But even even then, all the way through spring training, it is not you don't you don't think of it in terms of 
let's go get a W today. You think of it in terms right. as getting right. You know what I mean? So that when you think of that, it's important and you can do it. Yeah. And we're just not there yet. It takes time and patience. And these guys have all of that during spring training. You know, McCutcheon just saying, yeah, I got, I just got hit in the hand. Let's wait. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go do something stupid. Yep. And it's too soon to care about results. And that means wins and losses. And, you know, Jack Swinski striking out too much. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't not, that we, we're not going to talk about it. Right. I mean, we're going to talk about it. We're going to tweet about it. We're going to yell about it maybe while we're watching the game because, <laughs> you know, we got to get ready for the season too. <laughs> mm -hmm. We got to know what to yell at the TV about as fans. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not saying let's not even discuss it. No. Right. It's fine. It's fine to discuss. It's fine to talk about the way that it goes the whole way through. But the fact is, the players right now don't care about results. The only pause I have with that is that second base job. That needs to be a thing. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm not trusting the process on this. If, if there's a job that's mine and I go over two and am I only two at bats because it's spring training, I only play half a game, I'm ticked. Yeah. No sprinkles on my ice cream tonight. <laughs> sprinkles are for winners. Um, no, I mean, but but if you go 0 for 2 and you hit two line drives at 90 plus, 100%. You're fine. But you're right. You know, the, we, our second base is a job opening and there should be three to four guys fighting over it. Even this early. And and mm -hmm. I'm not saying that there's a problem that that I mean, I, who am I to say they're not? Right. We we also know at this time of year it's a, it's a Tricky one. Did I just did I already say this about like pitchers are ahead, but yet pitchers are also trying out pitches. So it's mm -hmm. it's hard to tell like which one you're getting today. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, it's just the idea that like they're not uh, they're not all they're not full go yet. Right. They're getting there physically. They're making sure that they're not doing anything stupid. They're putting in their work, but. When that season starts, especially like we just talked about the April that the Pirates have coming, they'd be foolish to go out and sprint now and then come on the other side of April and just be gassed. Yeah. It's not even like, dude, it's not even uh, that there's two days off in April. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. Okay. Well, one of the days off is no, because that's, the day off March. before the home opener, and then not until Monday the twenty fourth. Those are the only two days off. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna go against Cincinnati and Boston, who, uh, and you're going to those cities. Um, so you know they are who they are, and we know what their projections are and everything. Uh, you know both teams projected to be in last place in their divisions, and but then you go against the White Sox, who are that's a you know that's the home opener though, but that's. That's a mixed bag. There are people going opposite directions on that team. Mm -hmm. And then you get Houston. And then you get St. Louis for four. And that's a, that's a week, right? Yeah. And then you get Colorado for three and the Reds for four. And then you have a day off. And then you got the Dodgers for three. And then you got Washington. So it, it, it's not all like, but you got, 
Houston, St. Louis, and L.A., and then the White Sox. I'm not much for Colorado. They've got some guys, but I'm not much for Colorado. But it's also going to Colorado on a... On a Wednesday, you finish that when you're coming right back to Pittsburgh for Cincinnati for, for four games. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough schedule. We could very well not be in a great spot coming out of that month when you would think <laughs> that this club, you would want to come out and be good early. It, we just It just might not be in the cards. Our May looks a little bit better. May might be a better month. Yeah. But you can't go sprinting in March and be dogged for that type of a schedule in May. So you're going to see them ramp up, and then you're going to see them back down. You know, Do you think? I think you see them back down a little bit towards the end. Their last maybe, their last six maybe, games or so, but, I don't think you're seeing starters going all whole game. Maybe. I don't know. They have I basically each, they've got six games. Be, they got six think, games, day off, opening day. Yeah. I think they'll I think they'll be playing it by ear per player. Yeah, go get a couple swings in when you're good, you let us know. Yeah. You know, yeah, something like, like hey, you know, I know I was only gonna take two at bats, but I didn't feel good about that last at bat. I'm gonna go ahead and stretch it out to one more at bat. All right. Yes, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Do I, you I'm, uh do you find the first week of spring training as a difficult week like I do? This week, this week to me has been more about the pitch clock than it has been about the games, because, because it, it is what it is, right? It's the first yeah, week it's... of spring training for me. It's just fun to watch baseball, but like it's hard because you're not seeing, you're not, you know, you want to see guys step up and start doing well, or you want to see, you know, and, and when you, if I'm gonna sit here, if I'm gonna sit here and say, well, this guy's struggling, but I don't care because it's. You know, he's just getting right physically. Then I have to say the same about anybody who's doing well, right? You can't, yeah. you can't be, I can be excited about it, sure, because I'm a fan and that's fun. But I can't sit here and say, wow, well, he's, he's really locked in. Like, you kind of don't want to be locked in right now. We know baseball, it doesn't last long. Let's get locked in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right so, now he's hitting that ball off a guy with bragging groceries. That's fun. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, how so many, how many times do you use that line in a spring training season? Uh, you know, it was um, earlier this week. I tweeted and said every time I hear somebody talk about anyone that does anything good, whether I agree with it, whether it's off of Degrom <laughs> or not, I just have right. in the back of my mind. I want to say <laughs> that line, even if yeah. I agree with them, it's like it just enters my mind. You should mm-hmm. respond with this. No, yeah, <laughs> I just want to <laughs> respond with it. So yes, I use it a lot. Yeah, and it, even and, if it's off it, of Degrom, I still want to say it. Absolutely. And to to touch back base on what we were just talking about the pitch clock. Another reason it's hard to get over is I mean every single person, and I don't know if every broadcast is like this, but I know the Pirates have been. Every single person that they talk to, how's the pitch clock work for you? What do you think about the pitch clock? How's it going? What 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 are you changing it? This is it's every single player or coach that they talked to Rebello today they were asking him you know, he's ah, honestly i was in there in the player's ear on third base and there was a pitch thrown i missed it completely uh this is the <laughs> single biggest change mm-hmm. that we've probably seen to this game yeah no doubt 
there's a little doubt for me because I'm sure there's something out there. Somebody's going to say, what about this? And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. But, <laughs> you know, recency bias, this is the biggest thing. This is a shock that's going straight through. I still think there's adjustments that will be made. I think yeah. 15 seconds is too well, quick. There's already been there's already been one not adjustment, but the whole they called uh, Scherzer for a balk or whatever. Quick and pitch. And they said, "Hey, we sent we sent the memo out now. Everybody should know league wide. You can't quick pitch." Yeah, because that that thing that happened with Mercano Mercano probably won't happen again. Was that a quick? Was that actually a quick pitch though, or did they just move quick enough? I think that I don't know that he was quick pitched. Because what's the deal? Like when he becomes, I don't alert, think he was ready that last that last pitch. When you become alert as a hitter, you can't be set already from the stretch, right? Before he's even alert to you, right? When he's alert, then you can come out of. You can then get set. Yep. But you can't. You can't get set and wait for him to be alert, and then as soon as he's alert, throw the pitch. Like you can't do that. Right. You have right. to wait. When the, when the hitter's alert and I say we're go, now you can come set. That's why they have to do it by eight seconds so that well, you have plenty a, of time to go through that. And that's what it used to be. I believe it used to be a balk if you got your sign and you weren't on the rubber. Well, now they have pitch calm. They they openly say, I mean, I just I was covering first. I'm on my be. way back to mound and I'm I'm already hearing the pitches. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. If When, when you start to put a clock on it, you have to have your... Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and I agree with that. But, you know, I mean, it used to be you yeah. couldn't get a sign without being on the rubber. Yeah. So now you have to wait for the hitter to be ready. And the I, I think the umpire needs to give a, give something. Like, you're good. Right. Well, I, I think I, it, I think they do, right? Not, not all the time. Well, I guess your sign is the fact that the guy looks at you. Yeah. Which I think is the dumbest thing. If I've got both feet in... It's on me if I'm not ready. Well, but you said that's a safety thing. I get it. Yeah. That's a safety thing. I'm not going to go down they that said road. It's been in the rule book forever. Yeah. So uh, if, if you're not sure, basically they're saying that the hitter has to be alert to the pitcher. Uh, you can't let him throw that without the hitter being alert. And it's part of this. And, and they say it's a safety thing. And so yeah. I've made the case to say, you can't have an automatic strike at eight seconds. The pitcher can throw the pitch. I don't care if you're ready or not. That won't happen because of that, because of that situation, because right. it's a safety thing. And the more, you know, you, you start to think of that and you're like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're plunking the side go. of the head and you're not even yeah, right. paying attention to it. But yeah, I, my biggest fear right now is that a regular season game ends on a, on a pitch clock violation. I think that's absolutely on unnecessary, uncalled for, unacceptable. Cannot happen. Um, and it's not, especially saying like the way that it's, they're so picky about it. Yeah. Um, if I look at the pitcher with 10 seconds left and then I look down at the plate so I could tap the plate and it hits eight seconds, am I not alert to the pitcher? That, and then am I get called? Even though I was already there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, I think... I think it needs to go 20 seconds across the board. 15 is too fast. Just change it to 20. Let, why even have two different numbers? Just change it to 20. Right. It's 20 all the time. These games are still going to go fast. Two hours and 17-minute game is too short. Give me at least two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who say we're not cutting out baseball, we're cutting out non-baseball, 
I want to know what you think action is. Because some of these people don't think that action happens until someone steals, someone hits the ball. Like, that's not true. Like a 2-1 changeup that just misses the strike zone to make it 3-1 was action. Yeah. And so if you're only saying that, that, that it's that time between two pitches, I would then even venture to say that there's baseball that happens there too. But I'll, I'll be lenient on that. It's not yeah. non-baseball. What is non-baseball is stepping out of the box just to undo your batting gloves and then do your batting gloves again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or to yeah. take a spin around and take three practice swings over in the grass. That's that's non-baseball, right? One foot out, get your sign, foot back in. And for the yeah. pitcher, you know what I mean? Like you can't just step off 60,000 times and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pitch clock is, it's a direct result of the players. It is. And their antics on the field. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and I'm for it. Because I like the I like pace to be better, but then I'm like, ah, but it's just too fast. You know what I mean? Like there's it's, we're yeah. borderline too fast here. So is there a middle ground that we can say like, yeah, we need to keep the game moving? I get that. Um, they're gonna lose a lot of money on concessions. I, I guarantee that. I won't be getting out of my seat. I'm not gonna miss. I went in, in my own house. I didn't have to wait in line to check my cleat size. But I went and checked my cleat size today because I wanted to know. I came back down. I missed an entire half inning. <laughs> it's just like, that's all the longer it took. Yeah. But two hours and 17 minutes today for a game that's there where there was eight runs scored. Seven runs scored. Should have been eight, but seven runs scored. <laughs> and two hours and 17 minutes. It's The time of the game is not the problem. The pace is. And we keep measuring it by the time. And Maybe I'm a broken record. Maybe we talked about this last week. But the pitch clock has some figuring out to do. My biggest fear is that when the moment gets big, we're going to miss it. Yeah. It's not going to feel big. When it's the ninth inning and there's a guy on third with two outs and there's a 2-2 count on the hitter, gosh, like that should take some time. Yeah. Now maybe the maybe the the maybe the pitcher will still disengage. And then he'll get back on, and maybe the maybe the hitter will still take his time out. Maybe we'll the players themselves will be able to allow that moment to be big, but at some point I'm gonna feel like, well, that sucked. The game's over. <laughs> like I expected a few more minutes of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but you have to fix a problem, and sometimes when you fix problems, you create new ones. Yep. So overcorrection. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Uh, this is not going to be the last time we talk about this or anyone. This is the biggest topic right now. It'll be almost all year. And uh, yeah, maybe when something happens, it will. I don't think yeah. it will be in every day. Right now, no. I think about it every time I watch the game. You know what I yeah. mean? But I think there will be days that it'll go by and you won't think about it, especially when we get to like June and July. Yeah. Then if, if a game ends on on a stinking automatic strike, we're all going to be up in arms. What happens when that guy's pushing on the strikeout record? Somebody strikes out 20, and then they get their 21st K or something on it. On which an won't automatic. Happen because no one stays in the game that long except Sandy Alcantara. But And he ain't going um, to now. One of the biggest problems, our starters don't go deep, and now we've just caused it. They're not going They're not going past five. See, I, I'm the opposite. I think, though, I think you'll start seeing starters go longer. They're going to have to not throw 99 every pitch. No, they're – 
they their pitch counts are going to come down because the shift's no longer there. So hitters are going to be swinging. That's fair. The pitch, the hitters are they 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 don't want to worry about the pitch clock. So they if they get that first pitch fastball, they're going to be hacking. I think pitch counts are going to go down, and I think in turn you'll see guys go deeper. Into if game. that's the case, I I could see that. Otherwise, pitchers are going to be gassed. Yeah, maybe. Because that's the whole thing that pitchers are complaining about is they don't have their their time. Like they've they've been taking extra time so that they can fully recover and throw a hundred every pitch. They didn't used to throw a hundred every pitch for a reason because they right. felt it was important to go nine innings. And if these guys don't adjust and start you know taking a little bit off every once in a while, they they're not going to last either. And if they and if they don't, they're just going to be hurt. Which is, I mean, to Mitch Keller standpoint, I mean. This dude's sitting at 95, 96 consistently, and I'm pretty sure I seen him hit 99 the other day because he, a hitter was fouling a bunch of pitches off. The at bat was taking long, and he just reared back, let one go, and just blew it past somebody. I'm pretty sure he hit 99. So that's the thing. I mean, he's if you cruising, can, you know? yeah, if you can hold that back, mm-hmm. and then go get it when you need it, then you're not going out there and. Right. Yeah, that's fair. All right, you have anything to finish it off? I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, there's a game every day this week. Monday is a night game. So tonight, for those of you listening on Monday, uh, Wednesday afternoon is radio only. Somehow in 2023, we have radio only games, but, um, is it, you told me to, you told me to listen to that game on the radio that one day I said, I don't have a radio. So yeah, well, but you got the app, right? No, You, you don't have the app. No. How do you not have the MLB app? Oh, the MLB app, yeah, but I don't have a subscription to it, so you can't listen to it. I thought you could. Spring training, you could still listen to the home broadcast. I think you might want to check next time. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. Yeah. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two October. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!